Good evening and welcome to the Verming podcast with me, your host, David Kennedy and Axel Galinda. This is the show where we discuss the week's biggest geopolitical stories. This week, we have the sanctions, mutual sanctions between the United States and Russia, Biden's announcement, Biden's announcement of troops withdrawing from Afghanistan and the defense agreement between Israel and Greece. Over to you, Axel, for the mutual sanctions. Thank you, David. The last Thursday, uh, the Biden administration announced the sanctions on Russia. The sanctions come uh, amidst an increasingly volatile and hostile geopolitical environment uh, between the two superpowers. The reason behind the sanctions is uh, mainly according uh, to the executive order issued by the administration, the SolarWinds uh, cyber attack that occurred throughout 2020, disclosed in December 2020, and uh, the alleged election interference by Russian intelligence uh, over the 2020, November 2020 US election. These sanctions are targeting uh, both uh, diplomatic interests, but also financial interests. From a diplomatic perspective, then uh, Russian diplomats have been expelled. And uh, from um, a financial perspective, it's also interesting to note that this executive order will bar US financial institutions from purchasing uh, rubble-based bonds. This, however, comes against the bigger uh, competition between the two countries, given the fact that Russia is increasingly posing a, a foreign policy challenge to the Biden administration. Russia also retaliated with mutual sanctions, uh, expelling uh, 10 US diplomats. Therefore, uh, the situation is tense. Thanks, Axel. So in terms of these sanctions, we know the US has imposed some on the Russian Federation and Russia has retaliated. Who do you think has more to lose as a result of these sanctions being imposed? That's to see because if we see things from an asymmetric perspective, Russia is gaining a competitive edge over the United States. That's because of global geopolitical conditions, the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, the rise of China from uh, a cyber, but also uh, economic perspective, and uh, increasingly uh, cyber warfare capabilities by the Russian foreign intelligence service. In that regard, if we go more in depth into the solar winds uh, supply chain hack that occurred, it's interesting to note how Russia managed to deploy allegedly uh, groups which are namely linked to the government, uh, non-state actors ostensibly, such as Cozy Beer, the Advanced Persistent Threat 29. This fully demonstrates how Russia is developing information warfare, but in particular cyber offensive and espionage capabilities that will uh, give uh, an edge. Also, given uh, the factor the Russian uh, intelligence uh, has less stricter uh, measures regarding intelligence accountability. However, if we see that from a 
purely diplomatic and uh, uh, foreign policy perspective, Russia is being uh, constrained by a growing Western front uh, made up by NATO, uh, EU, the United Kingdom and uh, the US, putting pressure on the Putin administration. We can see that in the Ukraine uh, after the Russian military buildup, but also in the fact that Russia is facing several diplomatic, diplomatic challenges in the European Union itself, uh, such as it occur in Czechia. Therefore, uh, these sanctions are uh, a sign of things to come. Uh, also in the context of domestic uh, unrest and protests uh, regarding the Navalny case, uh, as demonstrated by recent uh, major measures in uh, last March. Therefore, uh, both actors could gain an advantage and the situation remains volatile for the next months and years as well. Now, moving away from US-Russia relations to the United States involvement in the Middle East and more specifically Biden's, Biden's announcement of troop withdrawal from Afghanistan. On the 14th of April 2021, uh, US President Biden announced uh, the end of the US military deployment in Afghanistan. The US is leading a NATO uh, mission comprising of uh, several Western allies in uh, the Central Asian country. Afghanistan is a war-torn country uh, since 1979. And uh, since 2001, after the 9-11 attacks, uh, Western powers led by, mm, through uh, the NATO framework intervened uh, in the country in order to eradicate the presence of Al-Qaeda militias uh, allegedly hosted by the Taliban uh, insurgent group. The Taliban are still the most powerful group operating in the country and are posing a serious security risk over the stability of the peace process in Afghanistan. However, we should also consider other insurgent groups, uh, uh, mainly linked to the Islamic State, uh, Khorasan province, uh, which are not attending uh, to the peace talks that uh, took place, uh, have been taking place since uh, uh, September 2020 and up to now. Therefore, uh, uh, the next uh, talks, uh, which are set to be hosted in Turkey for the 24th of April, with uh, the support by the United Nations and Qatar, are uh, decisive because the presence uh, or not of the Taliban insurgent group would demonstrate uh, the credibility of uh, the Biden's announcement itself. Therefore, uh, the situation remains tense and uh, the Taliban uh, will play a critical role for uh, the future, uh, near for the near future of uh, the Afghanistan peace process. Speaking of the Taliban, obviously it's been in conflict with the uh, government in Kabul for some time now, and this has been a very long war uh, by American standards. So how likely do you think U.S. troop withdrawal will maybe lead to civil war, potentially. Considering the fact that the U.S. decision was unilateral, several allies didn't to fundamentally agree with uh, the Biden's um, perspective uh, withdrawal. 
that's uh, mainly due to counterterrorism concerns, given the fact that a withdrawal by Western forces could uh, allow non-state actors to reinforce their activities and uh, step up their uh, violent attacks. Uh, on the other hand, uh, the US uh, will uh, likely push for a transitional government, uh, uh, ostensibly including the Taliban themselves. Uh, however, this measure could jeopardize uh, internal dialogue between uh, among uh, Afghan stakeholders, uh, and uh, this could trigger uh, further violence uh, within the country. Levels of violence have uh, risen since, since uh, 2019, 2020, and therefore uh, there is no uh, peace uh, uh, for uh, the short term. Neither the withdrawal by the United States forces set to occur uh, on uh, the anniversary of the 9-11 attacks uh, this September will likely uh, reduce uh, tensions. Uh, yet, the Taliban uh, are uh, most likely to step up their insurgency in order to eventually take over, according to several intelligence reports, uh, the country. In that regard, uh, it's important to mention uh, the targeted killings are uh, triggering an exodus of political activists and civil uh, servants from the country which uh, could undermine uh, government go governance provisions from at the local and national level as well for Afghanistan. And uh, the fact that China as well, the willingness to deploy peacekeepers in the country fully demonstrates how its external actors are also worried about the future security conditions of the country, which uh, will remain decisive for the stability of uh, Central Asia, the whole Eurasia and uh, the Middle East as well. Yes, the, the stability of Afghanistan, uh, the world definitely will be watching going forward. The last topic of today is the defense agreement between Israel and Greece. A few days ago, Israel and Greece signed uh, a $1.65 billion uh, procurement uh, defense deal. The two countries uh, uh, agreed on uh, launching a training center including the Hellenic Air Force uh, and Israeli defense contractor Ilbit Systems. Such training center is aimed at stepping up military cooperation uh, and also enhancing uh, uh, cap capacity in terms of deployment uh, and uh, technological innovation. The two countries concurrently also launch a joint military, a joint military exercise. Uh, and uh, over the weekend, Another meeting was held in Cyprus uh, with uh, delegates uh, by the United Arab Emirates uh, and uh, Cypriot Greeks, uh, Greece and Israel. Therefore, uh, this event uh, fully demonstrates uh, the growth uh, of uh, the Israeli-Greek uh, alliance. What do you think, given the nature of this deal, it's obviously reported as the biggest defence deal for Greece and the biggest defence deal for Israel. Um, what do you think of the geopolitical, what do you think is the geopolitical significance of such a deal? It's a critical uh, importance, I would say, because this deal 
fully underlines the willingness of both Tel Aviv and Athens to develop a close defense relationship which would unfold over the contested Eastern Mediterranean region. There is an ongoing dispute in the region due to energy related concerns. The dispute was triggered by the Turkish gas explorations that took place in 2019 and 20. And uh, by diffused, these tensions are likely to resurface in the next years. Also considering that Turkey established a maritime deal with uh, the Libyan interim government uh, claiming uh, sovereignty over the Eastern Mediterranean which would grant them access to such uh, natural gas reserves. Therefore, uh, Israel and Greece are conscious about this geopolitical game and uh, want to step up energy cooperation as seen by the 2000 megawatt undersea electricity cable project and uh, another uh, 1,900 uh, kilometers undersea pipeline projected for the next years, but also defense cooperation Therefore, uh, the two countries know that they need to play on several fronts uh, in order to counter the growing uh, Turkish engagement in the area. And this will bring uh, forth uh, uh, further geopolitical volatility, but also competition. Thanks for that, Axel. That's all we have time for this week. Thanks again, Axel, for joining me, David Kennedy, on the Vermeng podcast. Join us again next week to discuss the big geopolitical issues, because information matters.